Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. There's a place here at the table, your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic, cause your waistband's gonna get tight. Take time's done, we're having a night. Hi friends, I'm Sophie. And I'm Ari. And you're listening to Having a Night, Reviving the Lost Art of the Dinner Party. We should have someone do a remix. Yeah, we should. We should actually, we should change it up. Just like experiment some other genres. Maybe like a jolly little jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Art of the dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> Not like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I like that. That's kind of like a um like a 50s or 60s sitcom. Yeah. Bewitched. Bewitched. Were you a bewitched gal? I was more of a I dream of genie gal. In tr- oh, I can see that for you. I got it. But I like hate is- that. I hate when people go, I love that for you. Yeah, you so, just did it. <laughs> I know. I then then I hated myself for saying it. It's like so weirdly patronizing. It is. I love that for you because I can tell what you would like before you can. So exactly. let me tell you that I give it my approval. Exactly. And it's like it's you good. would never have thought about it for you, but like I actually love that for you. Yeah. Oh God. It's also always like 23-year-olds saying that anyway. So yeah, it's so no wonder true. it sounds patronizing. Correct. Um, wow. Okay. Here I go. I got to put on my splint guys. Put on your splint before you can podcast <laughs> to our listeners. I'd like you to know my fingers healing quite well. I think I'm getting x-rayed again on Thursday. I'm so excited. Oh my God. I hope it's fully so healed. excited to get that x-ray. So <laughs> excited to put those magnetic blankets all over my body. I sure am. I kind of like, it's like the original weighted blanket. Oh my God. It so is. And then I always, I don't know. What are the x-ray technicians? They stand in that back room all day long. Yeah. But sometimes they must see some wild things. Don't you think? I, I mean, I smell a TV show. Oh, okay. What would you call it? I don't know. It's like a, it's like you can appeal to people who like hospital shows, but it's about yeah. a very specific group of people who work in the hospital who are just x-ray technicians, meaning they spend a lot of the time in the dark together. Right. Um, Maybe they're um, vampires. I feel like if I knew more about, ooh, okay, I like that, x-ray technicians who are also vampires. <laughs> I feel like if I knew more about the technology behind x-rays, I could make a better Magneto. Yeah. No, that's already an X-Men character. Um True. True, true. True. Yep. Remember that guy? X-ray tech is too boring. Okay. We'll think about it. Anyway, um, today we're talking about drinks. Oh, we're talking, we're not just talking about drinks. We're talking about drinks at weddings. Correct. 
wow. everything is about weddings this season. So just, you have to remember whenever I say anything, I mean, well, with weddings. Right. Plus weddings, ex weddings and weddings. Yeah. It's a wedding collab. <laughs> um, I was trying to go to sleep last night. Couldn't sleep. So I spent the entire night thinking about Oh my God. I went through yes. a whole wild thing. Okay. So I was like, I was truly tossing and turning being like, okay, on the one hand, I, I <laughs> really don't want people to get too drunk before the reception, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you don't want anybody being too sloppy. And on the other hand, I often think it's great to be like, I just want to have tequila all night. So I was just really being like, do you only do beer, champagne, wine, and then hit it with the hard stuff later? Or do you just have it open all the time? I mean, that's my opening offering to you. Wow. 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 That's a lot. Did you, did you end no up wonder I at couldn't all? sleep? Yeah. <laughs> you, you haven't slept, right? You did say you were tired. <laughs> um, uh, I think, well, well, where should we begin? It's a good it's a question. Lot. I feel like basic overall things when you're planning a wedding. Do you want to do full bar or partial? Do you want to do just beer and wine? Do you want to stop it from being, do you want it to become a cash bar at some point? Whoa. (laughs) People do that. (laughs) I know. So, okay. I've been to, I've been to a wedding that had a partial bar where it was only beer and wine. And it was shortly after I graduated from college. And I do recall it being a bit of a shock that I couldn't, mm-hmm. that I couldn't get fucked up. Um, <laughs> but I think there's something actually more sort of dinner party vibe in actually having more mostly beer and wine and champagne and stuff, True. you True. know, in a way it's actually like, that's the vibe. So I've sort of come back around to it, even though my only experience with it, I thought was gruesome. Yeah. What do you think? It feel it feels like at this point people are like if you're going to skimp anywhere, don't skimp on the bar. Yes, it does feel like we've arrived at that point which I have not felt throughout my years of attending other people's weddings. Yeah. I I've now like only in the past year clocked that. Like, oh, like we definitely need to have just a fucking premium bar for the wedding. Right. But sometimes I feel like premium bar then blends into this thing of like, and we have like a signature. No, rosary. that's a whole other category. Don't I'm, worry. Okay. We're going to get into it. <laughs> okay, okay. Here. I'm I not even, I will not touch that with a 10 foot pole. Okay. So you're talking, you're giving me premium bar vibes and why would you do anything else? Yeah. Well, cause you can save a lot of money. Cause you know, they're, yeah. they're like, here's how much our regular bars and here's how much, you know, if you want, if you don't want absolute and you want gray goose, it'll be 500 more dollars oh, per person. Fuck that That's guys don't do a premium bar. It's no. like, like buy like a few bottles of good tequila vodka. It doesn't matter. You might as well sell pop pop. Really? Oh my what? God. I'm having a pop off. It's it's more of a cleaning agent than a a drinkable (laughs) liquor. Hold the phone. I'm having a vivid flashback to freshman year. We used to have something called the freshman screw. I wonder if they still do it. Um, which was basically you would like go through the we got some like something called literally the Facebook, which was like you would get all of your classmates, you know, photos of their faces, whatever, and what college they were in. And then you were supposed to set your roommates up with like somebody completely random. 
So we quote unquote <laughs> screwed my friend Allison with this guy who was a science nerd. How fabulous. And we went over to his room before the freshman screw. Oh God. And he and his roommates were doing <laughs> this is so cool. They were doing like a science experiment with Popov and Great Goose Vodka, where they were filtering both of them. And like basically testing it for certain properties. And it turned out that actually the Popov and the Grey Goose were essentially the same. Yeah. So it's not just a cleaning agent. You heard it here first. (laughs) I do feel like it's one of those things of they're just testing for chemical compounds. Like they are probably pretty similar, but like one tastes better than the other. No, but there was like a weird thing where if you filtered it, the taste was actually indistinguishable. So uh-huh, what I'm saying uh-huh. is you better buy a lot of coffee filters <laughs> for your pop-off fueled wedding. <laughs> yes. Oh, pop-off. I always just, I, I picture bottles of pop-off when you go get, get a fitting, like at the costume shop. Yeah. Oh, you boy. know, because they steam it. They steam yeah. vodka and, and for stains. Yeah. I, I actually still use it. I sometimes put it in a spray bottle and then I'll like spritz it on the, mm. well, on the armpits of some of my garments, if you must know. Well, <laughs> well, here we are and I'll just come out and say it. I'll come right I out do and sweat say it. sometimes. And this is not an ad for native. <laughs> <laughs> we wish it was an ad for native. 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 Are you listening? Can you smell me, Native? I need you. Uh, I hope they they redid the peppermint, the peppermint deodorant stick. I thought that one was pretty good. I loved that one. Me too. Still have it sitting there. Okay. So you're saying, Mm -hmm. all right. So, but to me, the difference between Grey Goose, absolute pop off, right? It's like, this is absolute. Yeah. Go absolute, right? It's sort of like, are you having like Patron or are you having... What's like a mid-level tequila, like Casamigos, or are you having no? Yeah. yeah, good. So I'm saying, isn't mid-level fine? I think so. I do you think buy so. everything as someone who's going through this? Do you buy things wholesale, or does the bar do everything? It, I mean, it really depends on your situation. Like, if you were to do it at a bar, a restaurant, or even wedding venue that's used to to being a full-service wedding venue, like a resort yeah. or a hotel, they will have it's just their bar. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> talking about doing like, okay, are you having a half bar? Are you having a premium? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Are you yep. turning it into a cash bar? You're not turning it into a cash bar. I'm sorry. You're not turning it into a cash bar unless you are a person who's really like, I really don't like to drink and none of my friends like to drink. Yeah. Or if you're like di- changing locations drastically, because then it's like the wedding's over at 1030. Oh, well, this is the way you would do it. And then be like the after party's at this bar. And then it's like, I'm not paying for your fucking drinks at the bar. Right. Sorry. I also just realized like cash doesn't have to mean cash. It just what do you like- mean? Like cold, hard cake? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> if you didn't bring singles, you're not drinking tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a strip Strip club wedding. Oh no, but you know what I mean? Like, as in like, you have to like, literally, I'm picturing like the bake sale equivalent of a cash bar. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cobblers like, and all. Like, you're just like at a bar where you pay for your own drinks, which I think yeah. is actually totally acceptable. Yeah. So I don't think we'll do that just because we we don't want to 
our guest might not be somewhere where that's an option. Yes. So we want to have that settled, but yeah, it's definitely a lot to consider and different per person per venue. Um, I know we talked about this a bit last week and we gave a little teaser, but the champagne toast. Ooh, let's talk about the champagne toast. Yes. I thought this is the part where we are supposed to like drink champagne. I'm, I don't really think twice about it, but then when you're actually thinking about organizing your own wedding, of course, things are different. You're like, oh, that's a whole different thing where you have to, you don't want to just buy out a shit ton of champagne for everyone to buy. Most bars don't include it. So you have to buy extra and then like no one really drinks it. It, And I think it's upsell. So that's what I like is that they are like, oh, and guess what? You can also add a champagne toast to your wedding. And it's like an item off a menu that costs X number of dollars. And it's stupid. It's so stupid. Also, you know why it's fucking stupid is because they come around and they fill your glass a quarter of the way full, right? So it's not as if like everybody's getting like a delicious, like glass of this wonderful champagne that everybody loves or like pet nat or whatever kind of sparkling thing. It's like a, you know, three sips of really bad sugary stuff. Yeah. And hold it up and be like, cheers. Yeah. No, it's no bueno. Don't like, it's just a cheesy thing. Yeah, it is. It's cheesy, but that's where they get you. We should do it. We're going to do an episode. That's all just the wedding, the, um, the way they scam you. Oh, wait until I start talking about makeup artists. Oh, fuck. I'm excited about that. That could be next week. Just a preliminary before we get someone on to just discuss. I'm nervous. Cause I just want to do my own, but then I know it won't yeah. last. I, I feel like it never lasts. You know, when you like get your makeup done, it like is caked onto your face. Well, and it just really why, stays. Yeah. But that's why everyone looks crazy. But what yeah. you I mean, my, my, here's my teaser for next week. If we do a makeup and hair, if we do like a looks episode is my friends who are makeup artists say, let's say that they charge 200 for you, like, this is like, let's say like a great makeup artist charges 200 to do your makeup for an event. They're like, yeah, I automatically tack another $800 onto that to do a bride. Oh my God. Just because they're like a, because I can mm-hmm. B because the behavior present is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. part of what I have to put up with, mm-hmm. but really it's just the idea of like everything for a wedding costs more. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and people are willing to spend money in a way that they never would otherwise. It's so crazy. Anyway, okay, that was my teaser ends there. Okay, oh, so we're wow, saying great teaser. Nude of the champagne toast. Nude of the champagne toast. No toast in the champagne room. <laughs> um. So would you go? Wait. Like just toast with whatever drink you've got in front of you. Of course, including water, like fucking water. What if you have a margarita, you're all of a sudden supposed to drink those two sips of champagne. Come on. That's a recipe for a hangover. Okay. This was the other thing that I was trying to, to put together in my brain last night is like, I think of drinking actually as like a game to be won where like, I'm constantly trying to strategize Mm -hmm. maximum fun 
with minimum downside. Yeah. You're just turning the dials. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I don't like, a little more. When do we slow down? When do right. we get water? <laughs> I never turn them right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm always fucked. And now I turn them like I'm trying to turn them. So like I'm, she's I'm, a partier. I'm riding the tightrope between tipsy and drunk. <laughs> and I'm like riding the tightrope between like feeling incredible and be being like, okay. So I'm like a little bit hungover, but it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. So really hard like, line to see. It's impossible. This is very hard to spot. Very hard to see the line. <laughs> yep. Very. It's a it's a hidden line. You might call it a uh, invisible line. <laughs> I'm like, and just trying to minimize waking up at 5 a.m., like having anxiety in the morning, like all mm-hmm. of these things that are just so awful that go along with drinking. Very stressful. So I often, it's turns out drinking is really stressful. It is. Some people use it as a de-stressor, not me. Yeah. (laughs) I get myself, I start Saturday and then by Monday, I'm so stressed out that it's time to go to work. Back to zero. Exactly. (laughs) But I think that's why I'm all, that's why I often think at weddings, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drink tequila because I weirdly feel like I can kind of control it more. Yeah. Although I had some tequila earlier and have you heard my brain on this podcast <laughs> episode? Cause it is only half there. I think you sound great. Oh, thank you so much. She also looks great. I don't know I what have... mascara this woman uses, but oh, I'm it's thrive. I've told you about it. Thrive. You now she's it. bad. <laughs> thrive. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Um, we, <laughs> I use uh, Thrive, but I'm wearing makeup because I was going to do an audition tape. Guys, don't worry about it. I don't think I'm going to do it. We will say no more, but that's, I'm literally wearing a sweatsuit and a full face of makeup because this is real actress to actress. Have you ever like really not wanted to do a tape so much so that like you're doing stupid things to prevent yourself from doing it? Or like you're just being, um, um, what's it called when you are waiting, procrastinating. Yeah. So You're like, like oh, I'm cool. still like, I wouldn't change into a costume. I couldn't be bothered to do that. And making a stir fry at 9 PM. Correct. <laughs> yeah. What are, <laughs> what does the evidence show us? She don't want to make this tape. Anyway, thank you. She doesn't want this job. She doesn't want it. Fine. She doesn't want it. You know what job she also does not want? because I have terrible handwriting. I want to talk about the, um, the labels or like the, that terrible kind of chalkboard art oh, God, for, the, for the bar menu. Who it's, introduced that? It is really the worst. And it's a pervasive, um, like branding thing too. That kind of like, I don't know, pop cursive, the like, bubbly. You guys know what we're talking about. Yes. But if you get a venue that like, that's what their thing is like, well, then you say goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know why it's the go-to handwriting. It's it's so so obnoxious to me. And it's so bizarre because it's so specific that you said handwriting and like, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. It's a very, okay. I love paper source, you know, that store paper source, Yeah, but the handwriting feels very much in their milieu. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's very, totally. it's sort of the pumpkin spice latte of yes. handwriting. Oh my God. That is genius. Yes. With a can, with like a tea candle in a mason jar. Yeah. It's, it's picking, it's going apple picking and wearing a tall brown boot. <laughs> no. Oh my God. What else is it doing? Because I am color me intrigued. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. What else is it doing? I mean, it's, no, you don't have to play this game. I know, but I was, I was kind of enjoying it, but, um, okay. Yes. So that handwriting is terrible. I mean, we've got to get a calligrapher on it at some point, oh but I actually yeah, think everything segue into the signature cocktail because the signature cocktail may very well be written in that font. Yeah. Oh, it definitely would be a right? wedding. It'll it would say, be like, and it would be, it would be like kind ooh, of cheesy too. Exactly. It, it would, would be, be like, like like Ari's Aperol. Yeah, exactly. Like Chris's like um, cool <laughs> beer. <laughs> like, oh God. No. Uh, um, Gafari. Uh, well, it does rhyme with Kampari, yeah. but um, yeah, exactly. Anyway, it would be so cheesy. It would be written in that font. And I just cannot have that font with oh, you can't have little hands anywhere. anywhere near my wedding. That we can font throw- will not come a mile from my wedding. You know what we should do? At least. We should at <laughs> least a mile. Send out the dogs Ooh. to sniff out the perimeter. <laughs> we should throw a party where the only prompt is that font. Oh, my where, like everybody comes dressed in a version of that font. It can be a potluck where oh everybody God. has to bring a version. And then you have to bring the food version yeah. of that font. That's the very food good. Or the drink and you have to dress as. That's but also the good. dress as is so, I mean, it is this weird I I hope I'm not offending anyone. I am a Midwesterner myself, but I do think there's this terrible trend in the Midwest that's like Etsy chic, kind of bohemian faux vintage, like the kind yes. of cheap fake leather jackets that Urban Outfitters was making in 2004. Oh like God. you could rip it it's with your so, teeth. I know. You're like, why is this paper thin? It looks so cheap. Everything is no, elastic didn't. waist, crazy yeah. patterns. Oh, did Ooh. you watch Oh my God. Are you about to say Leggings? Layla Rich? Layla Rowe? What's it called? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Fuck, oh my what's God. it on? I love it. You're going to, f- I know you. I know me. I know we love pyramid schemes. Oh, You're going to fucking it. love it. Is it on? It's on, I think, Amazon Prime. Okay, great. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to start tonight. Even though I do avoid all things Amazon, sometimes I have to make an allowance. Yeah, what, and what if they make you do a movie? I will donate my entire salary to fighting for wage equality for Amazon workers is what I think I would actually try to do. Yes. Um, Very good turnaround because I, I just read that crazy article in the times the other day. It's, it's insane. It's insane. It's so revolting what they do. It is. And they're in fucking space. You it's poetry. It's like real. That's what literally what's happening is people are suffering and you're underpaying people while you're touring the galaxy in your own self-funded spaceship. Yeah. No, it's, it's truth is so much stranger than fiction. If someone wrote it, you would be like, why did you make that character? So outlandishly mega, megomaniacal, megalo, megomaniacal, whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But while we're on crazy, can we talk about your signature (laughs) cocktails, please? (laughs) 
<laughs> would you have one or would you be like, no, come on. I'm not a doofus. Okay. Here we go. So, oh my God, I'm so I excited. I wouldn't be uh, a doofus and not do it. But then we have been in contact with a, a couple really great caterers that we're really excited about. Amazing. And they just sent me their like suggested menu or like example menu and the craft cocktails on here. So they make two craft cocktails, this catering company. Sorry guys, I just, I just want everybody to clock that. They're called craft cocktails. Okay. Let's hear what's in the craft cocktails. (laughs) I know. I know it's, I love it. But I just think that these sound kind of good. Okay. Okay. The one is burnt orange whiskey, iced tea, ginger beer float. Ooh, damn. Right. And the other one is mezcal, burnt pineapple syrup, charred chili agave lime. Fuck it, I'm so in. (laughs) In, right? Like, I don't care what it's called or what font it's written in. Give it to me. (laughs) Yeah, big time. I mean, that's, I guess your your drinks have got to stand up to the font. So they have to stand up to the font in which they are writ. It's true. My thing with the, the reason why I am, anti-signature cocktails is because they always sound better than they end up tasting. Yeah. Because I feel like, and this actually, I was thinking about our interview with a man whose name I'm forgetting as I'm trying to say it. Rocky, Eamon Rocky. Yes. Wow. Great mind on this woman. Boy, I had to remember his milk punch, which Harry loves. Um, He we were talking about doing batch cocktails and not batch cocktails, like, you know, random signature cocktails, but like batching your martinis, Negronis, et cetera, before a party, Yeah, which, which Harry and I did, we did batch spagliatos where like we spagliatos, where we, we did the Campari and the sweet vermouth and then just out of the Prosecco and sparkling Good. water Good. later, obviously. And like, it's such a nice way of doing it. So I feel like you could do a craft cocktail where if the mix is right, then you just have a bunch of bottles of that sitting ready. I love that. But I feel like the mix always gets weird. It's like you taste it at the tasting and you're like, this is amazing. And then you taste it at the party and you're like, why does it taste like shit? Yeah. Because it's like not this, the guy who um, wrote the recipe making it, it's some dumb bartender or server who's just working, you know, just as like a, a day player, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's not being a day player, which is why he's working your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) True. Okay. But those sound amazing. I also like that they're very contrasting. They are. That's what I I think is really good too. But would you you go for it? Yeah, go ahead. Well, do you think part of it is the word craft? Because what if they were called batched and they were, as you were saying, pre-mixed and batched. And I didn't... I think okay. I I'm thinking about this. Maybe we do a bunch of pre-batched dirty martinis. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Okay. You, it's w- open bar, but if you want, there you can have a, a dirty martini. I love that. It's like we're not doing cocktail. It's open bar for well drinks. Yes. But otherwise you can have a dirty martini. Right. Like that's the only drink that actually requires a bar. Like wine or beer or like, yeah. Right. Vodka soda. Because my, my other thing is like, I think what's become very trendy is having a whiskey drink and a tequila drink. So like Ooh, these okay. people yep. were doing, right. It's like, there's a whiskey and there's a tequila, which is great. But instead it's like, what if you just did a shrub? Like you made an amazing 
sort of seasonal specific shrubs. So like November is coming up, I would do like oh a God, pear so thing. Sweet. And then whoever, you know, cause I think the thing is like, I'm always going to want tequila. You might always want vodka. Harry might want gin. Chris might want whiskey, but like finding something that could be like a universal player. Right. And then you're like, okay, that. I'll do the shrub with the whiskey. I'll do the shrub with the whatever. Wow. That is a right? genius idea. And it's also, it ties it. If, if your wedding, like mine will be mostly about the food, then it ties it back into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Often, you know, getting some local fruits or whatever. And it doesn't require a bartender to stand back there, like mixing a hundred fucking mojitos. No, no. And I don't want, and those people always hold up the bar, you know, when you're at a guest and you're like, fuck, this is a 300 person wedding and there's only two bartenders. And then there's the guys in the front are ordering fucking dirty martinis. And you're like, dude, that takes a long time. Just honey, order your vodka with a side of yeah, oh, like just like, get out of this. You can order that somewhere else any other day of the week. Yeah. Isn't it weird though, how there's always the bar that everybody gravitates towards and then there's the empty bar. Yeah. And when you find the empty bar, you're like, we're going to become best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, is this a mirage? You know, <laughs> like what, where am I? You just stepped into the fifth dimension. Yeah. Like, how come no one's here? All of yeah. There must be yeah, something bad about this. Yeah. Because I, so it seems like the things to avoid, right, are like creating long lines, creating drinks that taste good when the head bartender makes them, but when it's people who are slammed. Yeah, like not too hard. complicated. Exactly. Not, like, you don't want anyone eyeballing measurements. Right. Will you keep the bar how do you feel about keeping the bar open during dinner? Uh, girl, I got to keep the bar open. Although we're trying to figure out how to like just cut some costs because it's so fucking expensive. Yeah. And part of me was like, well, maybe maybe it just becomes beer and wine for, I don't, I don't well, know. This is where I actually think the dirty martini idea is really fun. Mm-hmm. If you could do dirty martinis would be your craft cocktail and they can all be pre-batched. Yeah. And then it's great beers, great wines, and like a really yummy something sparkling. And that's the entire night, right? It's like, that feels like a dinner party to me. You know, it's like, if you were throwing a party at your house, you wouldn't be like, Oh, you want a vodka tonic. (laughs) Exactly. No, you would be like, okay, I made less wine. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You would be offering just people basically beer and wine. Yeah. So, I think often though the beer and wine is, you know, you're buying it's you're buying a lot of wine, a lot of beer for a lot of people. So the quality is not always so great. So part of the reason why people are drawn to the bar is if they're not drinking good wine. Yes. But so okay, I feel like this was a big thing that Harry and I this has sort of become Harry's line. I feel like it's being like, well, when you have an 11 person wedding, you don't have to skimp all the wine. Sorry, Harry, you don't have to retire the line. You keep saying it. It's a, it's a good one. Um, but you know, the majority of what we spent was basically on wine and champagne because we didn't have to buy that much of it. Yeah. But I don't know with all, with the natural wine, natural wine movement and like all of this shit, there must be good stuff that you can get for, low cost. What do you, what are you supposed to reckon in terms of like, how much do you assume each person will drink? 
a model per person? Is that crazy? I actually, hold on, let me pull it up. I just found a statistic on that, that um, Brides published, um, which was different from what I've heard, what we've talked about on the show with like wine bottle per person. Cause dinner party, we always say if you're, you know, bring up one bottle per guest, Yeah, you know, bring a bottle of wine. If you're a party of three, bring three bottles of wine. But I think obviously because of the choices of full bar possibly or, or beer or just, I don't know, knowing that it's a wedding, it's so hard to know how much. Okay, here we go. What time? Wine. Sorry. <laughs> Watch me read. Uh, <laughs> why natural wine is always a crowd loser? No. What type of wine should you serve? No. How to buy wine in bulk? God damn it. Where is it? While she's doing that, I want to say. Um, I was recently at a wedding where there, wow, I don't even remember. I, there was not a bar. There were people bringing around glasses of champagne on trays, but there were huge buckets with beer and a bunch of openers next to them. Like just big, nice ice buckets with beer and openers. And I loved that beers and ciders, like a bunch of hard cider. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like that's also a really easy way to cut out, cut out the middleman, you know, not have to have a guy And like, yeah, you can just go to a wholesale distributor and then throw them in a fucking bucket with ice. Yeah. It's great yeah. options. Um, that was very helpful. Thank you. Really? Yeah. I wrote couldn't a lot find, of notes. You couldn't find the statistic? Oh, no, I did. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. How many drinks do you need per person at your wedding? Do, 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 do. <laughs> dinner. Oh, okay. It says fucking hell. dinner red, three cases, 12. Wait, but how many people is this? Hold on. This was not what I saw before. Like, you know, I can't work with computers, especially at night. <laughs> I mean, okay. Let's say you reckon a bottle a person, right? That's counting people who are going to drink six glasses. And that's people who are going to drink no glasses. For 200 people, 200 bottles of wine. No, too much. Unless it's only beer and wine. Yeah, that's what I, that's, I'm saying if it was yeah, only beer sorry, and wine. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It wasn't, I didn't learn anything from it. Okay, it doesn't you, matter. Well, it does matter. <laughs> oh, okay. Important question. Let's say that you are having like a, a smoked salmon to begin because I'm, oh, oh, sorry. Hit the mic. I'm totally making this up. Let's say you're like having smoked salmon to begin. And then you're having like steak for the main, would you do white and then red? Or would you just be like, Hey, there are people who love white. There are people yeah. who love red. Let's just have them both out. I think that, but I can totally envision circumstances where it's not that, but that probably won't be my wedding. Just yeah. like smaller, like if I had a, if we had a smaller group of people, I'd be like, let's just everyone go to our most favorite restaurant. Yes. Yeah. But and drink your most favorite wine. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm kind of excited to look up some. What do you think the right price point is for wine? Bottle. You, yes. Yeah. Retail. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I wonder what the average is. Like, well, okay, because I feel like. There are some great, obviously. Okay. So something like 80% of, 
of the wine in this country, bought in this country is below $15. Mm -hmm. And there are really great wines below $25. For sure. It doesn't mean that like, you know, at your wedding, you might want to splash out a little bit, or you might not want to splash out a little bit. Right. Right. But it's like, I feel like you, like you can find a fucking great wine for $30. I mean, you might be able to even buy out a small producer's entire supply. Yeah, you could. I'm just going crazy. Now she's thinking outside the box. But I feel like that would be, okay, I'm excited to think about potential wines for you just for my own self. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think the, I want the wine to be really, really good, Yeah, but that's, yeah. And that means we're going to find the one that we like for a decent price and we're not going to leave it up to the last minute, you know, take some preparation. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. What about, uh, did I have any other questions here on my notepad? Mm, mm, mm. signature cocktail got it chalk art got it cocktail <laughs> hour what are the snacks wow well that is another for another evening i mean do we think the snacks are different from the past hors d'oeuvres Ooh, ooh! i see where you're going you're thinking like a little party mix I yeah feel like suddenly i was picturing myself peanuts yeah, peanuts and nut mix, olives, my favorite food. Yeah. Potato chips. Potato chips. Corn Classic. nuts. And always welcome. Yeah. Corn nuts depends. Wow. You're giving me a depends, but like dress up a corn nut. It looks <laughs> good. Never look tie, baby. <laughs> 360 degree views. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. I'm suddenly picturing myself at like a very loungy wedding with like a, a glass of great white. There's no, there's no hard liquor, but like I'm having an amazing glass of white wine and there's a big bowl of potato chips, some like dark pretzels. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of think that's fun. In yeah, fact, and it, it also just like, helps you. yeah. And it lessens the like choose your own adventure feel to a wedding because sometimes you're like, I don't know what, I don't know what this is. I'm going to just wait in line for a drink at the bar. Whereas if I got somewhere and they were like, Oh, you know, we're just having beer and wine. Like here are the snacks. Not that they would announce that to me, but I'd be like, Oh, cool. And now I know where I am. I'm not just like, at a so funny to me. I'm like, Oh, the more we talk about this for some reason with this particular episode, I'm like, Oh, this is totally territory that we actually know so well because the territory is just the dinner party, right? Yeah. Right. is like throwing a party where you know what to put out for guests. But for some reason, suddenly we start talking about weddings and it's like, oh God, the past hors d'oeuvres and like the signature cocktails. And it's like, no, fuck all of that. Right. Like the vibe that you want is lush and loose and like, yeah, just fun and relaxed. Yes which like we're familiar with that. And yet it like suddenly my brain it does. Goes, it really I, does. I don't know. Salmon on a piece of cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So yeah. strange. Okay. I think we're, we're slowly cracking the code. We are. I love I it. The code is just Europe. What? 
Like, I think part of the, like the cracking of the code is just realizing more that it's like, it's an aperitivo hour. It's an aperitif hour, right? It's not like a country club with a past hors d'oeuvre. It's like a pile of gougere in the corner. Like here's what it is. It's, we want the wedding to feel like, even if my wedding is 200 people, that it's like, you're coming to Ari and Chris's house for a dinner party for 12 people. Yeah. You want everyone to feel like they're in an intimate situation and giving people free reign to like, oh, yeah, you could get a drink over there at the bar if you want, or you just, yeah, you're inviting people to compare it to other situations. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like, no, we every other wedding they've been to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we talk about curation all the time and like, that's kind of the point is to curate it to such a crazy extent that it's like, totally. you control oh. it. Yeah. yeah. Super controlled. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Wow. Really getting 50 shades of weddings. Oh yeah. Put the, put that, putting the handcuffs on your wedding. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Tying up your wedding. Oh yeah. (laughs) Did you see those movies? Mm, Yes. I think I like, you know, peeled my fingers away from my eyes for the first one. I think I only saw the second one with Callie, actually. Create a formal Callie. When mm-hmm. did you see the second one? I was completely perplexed, but God, Dakota Johnson, stunning. Yeah. She looks great yeah. in a little dress. Yeah. She really, I do think she's gotten so much more beautiful. We can keep this for just me and you, not on the podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to start devolving into a, the type of show where it's just two girlfriends who bitch about people. We're just yeah. <laughs> celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Well, I think I feel like this was not only a productive podcast, but um, I really honed my own vision. Yes, I did too. I really, you led me in a direction I did not think I was going to go. And you clarified a lot of extra thinking for me. Thank I didn't you. Think I was going to go there either. I'm thrilled. You're absolutely thrilled. This was a great success. <laughs> Before we go, I have to just mention we need to do a quick shout out to Zuzu, which Cheers, is Zuzu. Our, we have got some friends. They started this low ABV, super cool, organic. Ooh, like all boy, of these. Yummy. It's so agave good. Based. Agave based. And they're like, I think there are only two flavors. It's very chic. One Calamansi is like, lime. Yep. And, and passion, passion fruit, fruit, which and I have they, right here. Oh, yum. And they designed the bottles to look like a big version of the Campari bottles. Yeah. From They're very Italy. chic. Oh, God. They're gorgeous. Yeah. So anyway, could be an option. Could be an option for the wedding. That's fun. You know what? That would be actually a fun thing to include if you did like beers in a big thing of with ice would be yeah. to put in a bunch of zoos. Yeah. Zuzu's U-Z-U, so. Look them up. It's delicious. Okay, Sophie, let's let these poor, poor people go. Yeah. Guys, go to bed. You've been here for simply too long. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Wait, what should we talk about next week? I know we briefly said makeup, but I don't know that I'll be ready to talk about it next week. Okay. How about this? This is something I was thinking about a lot today. Escort cards. What? That. I, I guess that's what I, something I just learned. The thing that like your name, like your, your table placement. 
Okay. Let's talk about plasmal. Let's talk about invitations and plasmal. Yeah. Next week. And like the whole presentation was like, here, look at this tree and find your name on an ornament. And then you'll see your table number. It's like, (gasps) oh, and then we have to talk about gender reveal party over here. Yeah. And then we have to talk about, um, are you doing seat placement or just table placement? Oh boy. This is going to be deep. This is going to get raw. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, we love you. We'll see you. We'll talk to you. We'll be here for you next week. We will have some nights before then and now. Yeah. Between then and now. Bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.